You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, maybe off of Apple iTunes, we would encourage you to consider listening to the show during our broadcast time, heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net. This show is brought to you by Succession Strategies and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you're listening to the show live today and you're expecting to hear my interview with Jeff Black and then hold on, because he'll be our second guest joining the show um, in about 25 minutes. Let's turn our attention today to our first guest, Ash Patel. I've asked Ash to join the show to discuss the challenges facing his industry, the banking industry. And we're also going to get out of Ash a little bit of some of the lessons that he's learned during his 22 years as a professional banker. Ash, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm glad to be on it, Richard. Why don't we begin by asking you to tell us a little bit about your experience in the banking industry? Uh, it's been a, it's an interesting journey. I call myself an accidental banker. You know, my journey started as a bank teller to the president. So I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, banking is one of those uh, industries that I ended up becoming a entrepreneur in. So the experience has been wonderful. The career started in 1986 as a teller, and as 2001 came out. We formed our, a locally owned bank called Premier Commercial Bank. So it's been an industry that's full of, in my mind, one of the important things that it provides is capital for small business growth in our economic conditions that we're in. So tell me about what your plans are in the banking industry, Ash, and how you see the some of the challenges that are facing your industry, given what we've been going through here in the economy. Uh, the banking industry is going through a tremendous amount of what I call cleansing internally. Um, a lot of banks have uh, been uh, stressed with what we call legacy assets. The current financial crisis has created a, a unique opportunity for entrepreneurs in terms of banking, but it has also created challenges for uh, the older gentlemen that run the company. So it's in a very flux mode where size matters in the banking industry today. The so smaller community banks are looking at alternatives to become of size and scale so it remains economically viable. However, the small community banks serve a tremendous purpose of serving small community businesses in providing them with uh, counseling services, providing them with working capital services, providing them with SBA loans. So in my mind, our economic conditions currently can only be uh, addressed with if smaller community banks actually take a lot of uh, great difficulties in evaluating businesses and providing them with the capital that they need. Without the capital, small businesses cannot grow. And um, some people, such as the leaders of PIMCO, have said that we're in this new normal, that the economy as it is constructed is probably what we can expect relative to um, demand and uh, access to capital, etc. What what is your perspective, having 20-plus years in the banking industry, 
um, being a leader of an institution. Uh, many of the people that listen to our radio program, uh, business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, what can you share with them from your perspective as sort of in the banking industry that they can expect to see in the near-term and longer-term future? Uh, bankers are going to become very conservative or have already become conservative. Um, if you see what has happened in our general economic conditions, when you look at our un unemployment uh, spiking up over 9%, recently down to around 8, 8.2%, community bankers and banking industry in itself has what I call legacy issues that were pre-2007. So what is expected is you will expect a lot of community bankers being extremely conservative in their outlook being a very, very cautious optimism is the word people use. And that's because of the GDP outlooks. People are concerned that there's not a lot of growth in the economy. Federal Reserve already outlooked that the interest rates are going to remain uh, flat or lower at the current levels to 2013. So while there's a general caution of caution out in the economic climate, community banks are going to be extremely cognizant of that fact. So for small businesses, it's going to be difficult to be able to just walk in the bank and expect the banks to support them. However, I think community banks are the perfect place where a, a business owner can talk to a decision maker, make him understand the story that they have, and they can be of tremendous value to small businesses, even in the current tough economic times to be their supporter in terms of their businesses and their dreams. We're going to take our first sponsorship break, Ash. When we come back, I'm going to ask you if you can discuss the guiding principle that you've used to build your business and how you approach and lead and grow a financial institution. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back with Ash Patel. But first, let's spend a few minutes with our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? Do you want it in 30 seconds or less? Then check out Marketing Grader, the free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com, 
enter the URL that you want to analyze, and Marketing Grader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. MarketingGrader.com Welcome back to Critical Mass, the radio show. Ash Patel is our guest today. We're talking about the banking industry and some of the lessons that he's learned during his tenure as a professional banker. Before the break, we said we were going to ask you to share with our audience a little bit about your guiding principle. And, Ash, would you be so kind? I'm happy to share that with you. Everything I've done, my one of my biggest several guiding principles is uh, my management style is management by example. I've never asked any of our employees to do anything I wouldn't do myself. When I say that, I mean that because I was a teller and I worked my way through all the ranks in the banking industry all the way up to being a president of a community bank. So you know, I've always asked myself, would I do this myself before I ask anybody else to do it? The second guiding principle is I have an open-door policy. As you move up the corporate ladder, bureaucracy ends up adding layers and layers of uh, bureaucratic a lack of being able to have people approach you. So I've always had an open-door policy. People can come in, talk to us, have any conversation they want to. And the third is sincerity, respect, and trust. You know, I always have a, an utmost sincere outlook in protecting and preserving our company's culture. And then trust and respect are earned. I try every single day with every one of our employees to earn their trust and earn their respect. I feel that those are earned rather than given. Just because a leader has a title of a CEO or a leader has a title of a president doesn't mean he's got the respect of his people. And as they say, the leader is only as good as the followers that follow him. So our job as leaders in our company and my job as the president is to portray that as management by example is earn people's respect every single day, every single time, earn our clients' respect every single day, every single time. So. Those are some of my guiding principles which I've operated in over the last 25 years. You know, that's an interesting answer, and I'd like to follow up with just a thought. And that is, and I really was preparing to have you on the show, and then listening to your answer to your guiding principle really kind of made me want to ask you this, which is I work with a lot of business owners. This recession has created a lot of challenges for them. And a lot of challenges for their people because, you know, there's been reduced demand and a lot of pressure on a, on a variety of industries. Probably no industry has felt the pressure more than the banking industry, though. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what has that, what have you seen as the president and chief operating officer of your firm? I mean, what has been the impact of this recession on the employee population of your bank and the employees within your industry from your perspective, Ash? Uh, I think there's tremendous amount of pressure in terms of job stability. Uh, you hear in the newspapers, you hear in the media, certain entities that are either merged out. So the, the first question is, what, what effect has this economic condition had on our employees? Our employees are, uh, obviously feel appreciated and grateful that Premier Commercial Bank is one of the, one of the few Orange County banks that have been very successful having its uh, 37th consecutive profitable quarter. So it's been a positive impact for PCB's employees. Talking about the industry in general, one of uh, job stability is extremely important to everybody's uh, life and family. So it's been a little challenging, I would say, for some of the other community banks or banks in general. 
and economic conditionally looking at general employment in the entire country, employment becomes a very important factor in people's life and quality of life. So we are not immune. The banking industry is not immune, as is not Premier Commercial Bank. We've done our part in becoming more efficient. We addressed our, our efficiencies with attrition rather than layoffs. So we're not any different. But like I said to you earlier, sincerity is, uh, in our case, is the number one thing, and transparency. We have been very, very transparent about our company's strength, obstacles, and threats. So we communicate with great sincerity. We communicate with great authenticity, and we're extremely transparent into the uh, conditions of our company. Therefore, our, our employees do not feel surprised by any actions we take. We are always making them part of the decision rather than we let them know they are part of our decision. So that's how we've, uh, that's how I see the current situation affecting our industry and our employees. Thank you for that. I, I, I wanted to get your perspective on that because, you know, industries and companies are made up of, of people, of humans, and um, you can never forget that. I'd like to ask you about a current challenge specifically facing you and what you're doing and ideas that you have to do in an attempt to mitigate that challenge. If you could share that with our audience, Ash. Okay. Um, some of the challenges today is um, the banking industry, like any other industry's regulations. The current economic conditions have resulted into new and numerous new regulations that the community banks have to address. The other is the uh, tenure of the management and boardroom, and I would say the last challenge is uh, gross profit margins. All three of them combined create a, a very challenging environment for a, an industry like the banking industry to survive. Your question follow-up was how do we mitigate that. In terms of regulation, size matters, so in order to get economies of scale, companies have to get to a size where the cost of new regulations aren't as burdensome on the P&L as they would be. In terms of margins, we just have to learn how to operate our business very, very efficiently. We can no longer afford, you know, the Europe's gone through an austerity measures. Most companies have to go through what I call efficiency measures to make sure that absolutely critical to quality type analysis are done or critical to mission analysis are done, that only the absolute necessary administrative expenses are being held. So having a keen focus on expenses, having a keen focus on relationships, and then having size and scale would be the way to mitigate some of the existing challenges. These are interesting times that we live in here in not only the U.S. economy, but the realization that it is a global economy and um, things that happen thousands of miles from home can have an impact on the business. Even if it's not a real impact, it can have a psychological impact on, the, uh, on our business by through our clients and through our customers as well. It's a very interesting time in which we live, Ash. Could not agree with you more. Could you share with our audience a time when you learned a valuable business lesson, but it came through what might have been at the time a difficult experience? Uh, I, I remember two or three incidences that in the last 10 years as leader of Premier Commercial Bank, I tend to trust people and believe in people. And that's one of the biggest disappointments that I've had in terms of 
understanding people and their priorities. So I had a painful lesson, uh, totally believing somebody, but then had to understand and come to grips with people evolve, people's needs change, and um, sometimes what you see is not what you get. So trusting somebody in terms of a business alliance or trusting somebody in terms of a product or a service has been a difficult thing. So I've now operated on a different principle that says trust but verify. So in my mind, it's been one of those wonderful eye-opening lessons is that, yes, you do want to trust people because that's the only way you can get loyalty. Without you giving them trust, you can't get loyalty back. But verify the trust is a, a wonderful lesson I've learned in terms of a challenge that it posed to me, and that had to do with the subsidiary we had had. And then how we overcame that was, in my mind, don't change who you are, but in my mind, modify what you do in terms of verify everything. So trust but verify, that's a famous saying from the 80s. I think it's attributed to President Ronald Reagan, if I remember correctly. I practice it now. Excellent. Uh, I wonder, final question. Oh, actually, I'm going to ask you about your website, but before we get there, um, one final question, and, and that's share with our audience a bit about your future. You know, explain what you see on the horizon and the opportunities that are presented. And um, when we have you back on the program at some point in the future on critical mass, you know, kind of what will be different and what you'll be able to share with us at that point, Ash. So I'll discuss with you the banking landscape and what's been uh, discussed in the um, annals of, I'll say, economics and regulatory environment. There's been a, a conscious push of reducing the number of banks from 7,500 banks in the nation to, say, 5,000 banks. If you are a 12 to $14 trillion economy growing at 1%, 2% GDP, that's what the projected numbers of growth we've looked at for 12 and 13. The opportunity you would have is if you have a banking charter, you would provide a very valuable service because you're not going to have uh, in excess capacity because the government and the economic conditions have taken out excess capacity. So to me, that creates an environment where a well-run, well-cultured, uh, humanized banking financial institution would provide a tremendous service. I feel there's a great opportunity for a new or an existing entity to be able to provide the service that is being taken out from the existing landscape. So to me, imagine having an entity where employees become human capital, in my mind, human capital being the number one asset a company may have so that you value those. Imagine customers having a bank that has a long-term vision, more than 10 years, and then imagine an entity that provides investors a greater than S&P 500 return. You combine those three into a business plan or a, a business model, I would think that would make a compelling business model for a financial entity to be able to provide service in the marketplace today. How, how do you think that's going to come about? Not when, but how? I'm not quite, I can't answer that at the moment only because there's a lot of uh, opportunities in the in the marketplace in terms of what one person does once a entity resolves itself to a, a larger entity. So that will be a difficult question to answer at the moment. But like I said earlier, I gave you a, a much larger, broader perspective of the banking landscape. So within those, I would say there will be tremendous opportunities for the right person to be with the right organization. 
Final question then for you today, Ash, on critical mass, and that is simply if someone would like to learn more about you and your institution, how do they find you online? Uh, we have a website, www.pcboc.com. It's the bank's website. And uh, on there is my personal, my email address is on our company's website. Enjoyed spending this time with you here today on Critical Mass. I appreciate you giving us both a sense for the history as well as the current and future state of the industry. And I wish you continued success as a banking professional. Thank you, Ash Patel, for being on our radio program. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good day. Okay, you too. All right, we're going to take our second sponsorship break, spend a few minutes with a couple of our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll have Jeff Black of McDermott and Bull on our program, and Jeff's going to be bringing his vast search industry. I've also planned to discuss a variety of topics with him that will help you, uh, our business leaders, business owners, CEOs, gain a little more insight into the current environment for finding top-level executive talent. So we'll be right back here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But first, let's spend a few minutes with our sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikas Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process 
of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Succession-Strategies.com Succession planning for your family's continued success. show as promised our second guest is available jeff black of mcdermott and bold jeff welcome to the program well thanks rick it's uh, really nice to be here and i really appreciate you including me in your in your show uh it's got it's great nice to reconnect with you too as well yes uh it's wonderful to finally have you on the show i've been meaning to have you on the program for quite some time let's get right into it my friend, would you tell our audience, those who may not know you, a little bit about your professional background and sort of your path to McDermott and Bull? Yeah, sure I will. A little bit similar to yours, Rick. Um, 20 plus years as a corporate senior executive here in Orange County with Hughes Aircraft Company and then Raytheon, uh, leading big business units. And uh, in my early 40s, I just decided I wasn't doing the right thing and I ran away screaming decided I wanted to do something really different. I uh, wasn't sure what it was going to be. And uh, over time, I found uh, the fellows that founded this firm, and I realized that this was going to be something that would be inspiring to me. I was looking for something that was going to really use my skills well. So I'd had a senior executive experience that made me credible as a provider of service that I had used as a senior executive. And I, I liked people, and I found that this work was going to allow me to be working very closely with, uh, with folks and uh, helping, helping them make the big decisions that they needed to make and helping clients solve their big problems. So that's how it all came to, to pass. I've been in Orange County my whole career, and uh, our firm is primarily focused here, so it made it for a great fit for myself and my family. All right, so let's talk about McDermott and Bull. If you would explain to our audience not only the services that you provide, but also from your perspective and from your client's perspective, what is it that's different about McDermott and Bull in your space? Yeah, sure, thanks. Uh, McDermott and Bull Executive Search is a primarily a retained executive search firm, meaning, meaning companies engage our firm to help them fill a very significant key need on their leadership team, as opposed to representing candidates and trying to find jobs for people. Our job is to provide a service to a company. And the firm was founded in 2001 by Rod McDermott and Chris Bull here in Orange County. Uh, we also have an, a practice within our firm of providing interim executives. My primary role is, is providing services as a retained search consultant to my clients. I'm a partner with the firm. I've been with the firm for almost 10 years now. So my role is to help clients solve their, their leadership needs. And so 
one of the things that's a key advantage for us and a differentiator is that our firm has a pretty strong and credible reputation in our community and in our business world for integrity and credibility. And so that's very nice. Very seldom do a, does anybody ever say anything about having had a problem with us or troubled by us. So it's nice. It's a nice firm to be affiliated with, and the guys I work with are great friends and partners. Now, as it relates to key differentiators for me personally, I, I kind of see my differentiations a little bit distinctive uh, even from the firm. So there's three areas I'd like to address. One is solving problems for clients. Two is providing real counsel to clients. And the third is what I call count candidate experience. And I've got an example for each. So a client I'm working with, Randy Harrell, the CEO over at Santa Catalina Island Company, he had positions he needed to fill, rather difficult positions to fill, came to me, uh, somebody he'd known and trusted, and asked me to help him. And so we successfully finished a couple of projects. And while we're working on a couple more, I asked him, so how do you feel about the results and the people that have joined your team? And he said, I thank my lucky stars every day, every day for Jeff Black. And I thought, gosh, that was kind of a humbling thing to say, but the point is the CEO needs help. The CEO needs his problem solved, and our role is to play a, an active role. That's what a search firm is supposed to do is find people, but it needs to be in a strong partnership with their clients. A second example, uh, real counsel. Another client of mine, Jim Ashby, the CEO of Care Meridian in the care uh, industry, uh, recently, I was working on a project with him, and he he sent me a note, and I just want to read a little excerpt from it to give you an example of what it means about providing real counsel. He said to me, thanks for providing a good, and by, by good I mean cr constructively critical sounding board to me on Friday after my latest call with Jane Doe, candidate. I appreciate getting challenged about this decision, particularly about what's driving my interest in her above the other qualified candidates you've placed into the mix. Fit is everything you have, fit is everything, and you have really learned to read our tea leaves well. So the point by that is providing real constructive counsel to the to clients, a little bit like you do, Rick, as a coach and consultant for for your clients, uh, as opposed to just putting people in front of a client and hoping that they'll work. The idea is to really help. And then the third piece, uh, quickly, is what I call candidate experience. I had, a, I had a, 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 an individual who was a candidate in a search for me. I was doing a search for a VP of HR for Panda Restaurant Group, and this candidate had been a senior VP of HR for Hot Topic. Her name was Robin Elledge. She was a candidate in the search. She wasn't even successful in the search. But then when she got in her next job, she recommended to her CEO that I be the consultant to serve her when they needed to do a search, primarily because of the experience that she'd had that was so positive as a candidate. And she said, that's the kind of experience that I want our candidates that our, our company reaches out to to have. So those are the three areas that I think I consider to be key dif differentiators of my service and also of that of our firm. Jeff, I have to tell you, that was an outstanding, thoughtful answer, and I really appreciate you um, thinking about this question and giving us a richness uh, of understanding of not only the firm but also your personal professional brand. No, thank you. Let me ask you one other question, and then we're going to take our next sponsorship break, Jeff. But before we go there, can you share with our listeners 
in addition to what you just gave us from a differentiation point of view, your guiding principle, your overarching kind of business belief, I know that you've learned a lot both in, in all facets of your career, and I'm just wondering how you're bringing that today to your practice and to your firm. Yeah, really great question, and, and I really enjoyed getting it because it caused me to think. I would say my guiding principle is what I call focus on difference-making people. What does that mean? I have a vision that I have come to over the past five years for my own, my life, my broader life beyond my search work, and it's really to connect people with each other who care about helping others, professionally successful people who care about others, people that we, my friends and I call difference makers. I have a personal passion for people like that. And so over the last couple of years, and, I, and through, partially through my involvement with nonprofit-related activities such as the board of the YMCA in Orange County and a great organization called the Ethical Edge. But my friends and I put together a group a couple of years ago called Difference Makers OC where we have gatherings and we bring people together primarily to benefit a cause, a nonprofit financially, but also to create connections between people who care, successful people who also care. When we put that focus in place, and we and I communicate about that a lot. In fact, you, Rick, you get stuff from me, and you've heard about that. And I realized when I when I when we put a focus into that, I turned back and looked at my search business, where I help a company fill a key need, and I realized my work is just like connecting difference makers. It was quite amazing to me, and really exciting actually, because I realized that I get to work with companies who know what's important to them, who have a strong set of values who kind of can articulate what's really important to them. And then I meet people who are potential solutions for their talent needs who have a makeup and an essence that matches with that need. And it's just like connecting difference makers who want to make a difference in the community. If you make a company better by adding the right key leader, you're going to serve all the lives of all the people in that company and all the customers that that company serves. So for me, the, the guiding principle that I continually remind myself about is focus on difference-making people. And, I, and the one example that I'll give you is I had a guy who I've known for five or six years who became the CFO of a little company. He called me recently, and he said, I need to introduce you to our CEO. We have needs to grow this company. We can use your help. And the C you need to meet the CEO because he is a guy like us. And I thought to myself, that's amazing. This individual identified with me and kind of felt like he had a values connection with me. And he said, you'll like the CEO, he'll like you because everybody matches up. So there's just a lot of synergy when you're focused in your life and being around people who, are, who have a good idea of what's important to them and who care about others. It creates a lot of great synergy and it makes for a lot of great relationships. Again, thank you for the thoughtful answer, and I, you are right. I have been aware of the difference makers and the ethical edge, and, and I'm really um, encouraged by the kind of work and you and others are doing in this area. And so um, continued success along those lines, Jeff, and thanks for the answer. You bet. We're going to take our uh, third and final sponsorship break. When we come back, I I'm going to ask you if you can share with our audience what's the current environment for hiring Discuss your direct experience. Maybe describe, you know, how you see the challenges facing the CEOs who are looking to hire, you know, the best talent in the in, in this environment. Um, I think that would be a very informative conversation for us to have. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, 
Hold on. We're going to be right back with Jeff Black, partner at McDermott and Bull. But first, let's spend a few minutes with these sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place. Your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rikus Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. This is Rick Franzi. In case you're not aware, we have launched a new version of Critical Mass Radio Shows. It's the newest in our series. It airs live on Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. here on octalkradio.net. And it is our show that is focused on nonprofit organizations throughout Orange County. So if you're in our listening audience today and you are active with a worthy nonprofit that you believe would be... um, Good to have on the program. Please reach out to me from my website at www.criticalmassforbusiness.com. I'd be very interested in speaking with you about that organization. All right, let's turn our attention back to our guest today, Jeff Black, partner with McDermott and Bull. Jeff, before the break, we said we're going to ask you to share a little bit about what you know about the current environment for finding candidates. And would you be so kind as to share a bit of your insight? Sure, sure. After uh... 125 search projects over the last almost 10 years. It gives me a good deal of perspective on what things look like today and having gone through a recession uh, as well. I think that there's a lot of confidence that has returned to the marketplace. Actually, our firm is very busy and many others in our industry are busy. And I think it's because CEOs are more confident about adding key talent and investing in their businesses. One of the challenges I think that always occurs, especially in the case of the kind of projects we get involved in, CEOs and companies tend to often want to get more than they are willing to pay for. 
they want quality of talent beyond what their their budget will allow. And as the mar- as the talent market shrinks, it may it becomes a little bit more difficult for uh, CEOs to get that. Um, I think that's a big challenge that we're that we're seeing face. But there's a big opportunity for people to consider doing new things as as we move along. And I would suggest that the keys to for success as people look at new opportunities or interview for jobs is make sure that you be yourself. Uh, make sure you listen and focus on on developing your own emotional intelligence and make it as high as it can possibly be because the person that usually gets the job is the person that gets along best with the people and they and the people that they want to work with. So you use the term emotional intelligence that may be understood by a vast number of our audience, but there may be some, Jeff, who are unclear about what your intention was with you sure. using that phrase. Could you share yeah, a little I, bit more about that with our audience? You, sure, Rick, sure. Uh, emotional intelligence versus IQ. Everybody knows what IQ is. It's about how smart you are. But EQ is a measure of how well you can work with others and succeed in the context of relationships with others. And it's it's a skill that's been that's been in the business press, uh, business press, and Rick, you know about it too for 20 plus years, 25 years. Something that people aren't really conscious of, and you really need to be able to work on how you can get along better with others in order to ensure that you can have the greatest degree of effect because your IQ is not going to get you as far as your EQ will. Thank you. It was interesting. I felt fortunate to have um, two very gifted professionals in different industries. The earlier interview with Ash Patel, a, a, a banking, talking about the banking industry, which has really gone through significant changes and has been impacted by this last recession. Um, and, and your industry, Jeff, ha, has probably felt maybe not to the degree, um, what's gone through in the banking industry. But there's probably been some pressure put on on your firm and other firms in your space. And so I I guess kind of go off script just for a second and and ask from your uh, perspective, uh, what has been, what have you observed as far as impact on the staffing industry as as we've gone through this great recession and, and now we're kind of working our way through it and coming out of it? Fascinating question. Uh, there's a lot of things that could be an answer, but the one that comes to mind is I believe that that everybody having gotten a reality check over the last four years has caused companies to have a little bit higher degree of priority on personal credibility and realness. I see more of an interest in com- amongst companies of getting to know candidates at a more at a deeper level to really focus more on fit to really expect people to be able to deliver more than just intelligence and more than just proven results, a real fit potential. And I think that it's been a big impact on us. And as a result of it, I think that people that do what I do, that are in the, 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 in the profession of helping companies fill talent needs, have to, have to accept the fact that the expectations for integrity on our part has grown. And I believe that the, one of the biggest impacts has been that, that schlocky people aren't really accepted in this business anymore. And companies are holding service providers like us to a higher standard. I'm kind of excited to see that, actually. I think it serves everybody really well. i got a couple more questions in the four or five minutes that we have left today here on Critical Mass. Jeff, I'd like to ask you about a time that you learned a really valuable lesson, and it came from what at the time felt like or was, in fact, a challenging experience. Do you have one of those to share with our audience today? Yeah, you bet. Uh, I was a corporate guy for 20-plus years, like you were and like many other people in the audience are. 
And I found myself always too anxious and too much of an A-type and too driven and maybe not sensitive enough to relationships. And when I got into the world of providing a service and having to be responsive and really being a servant to clients, I realized my patience level wasn't quite what it needed to be. And I remember a, a rough-edged relationship with a client early on that ended up not ending up, it turned out not ending up the way I wanted it to be. And I realize now that what it, what it causes me to have to do is listen to some other learning that I've had. I remember reading a book about Disney that talked about customer service, that clients are always, that are, they're ten times more loyal when they've had a problem and had it solved than if they've never had a problem. And so anytime I encounter something now with a client, I realize I've got to solve that problem or the potential for loyalty is eliminated. So I think my greatest learning in this process is becoming a servant and, and then recognizing the value of really bending over backwards and trying to make sure that the client not only hears that they're always right, but really let the client always be right and try and make it work. Today's show with you, Mr. Black, tell us about where you see the opportunities for growth in your industry, possibly for your firm, McDermott & Bull in particular, and just for you as a business professional with your book of business here in Orange County as well? Yeah, great question. I believe, I have a real true belief that there's a growing number of people in our business world that really want more than just glitz and glamour, that really want, they have a desire to have the ability to acknowledge what really matters and to work with people that acknowledge that. Like you mentioning that you're having, you're starting to put a focus on nonprofits, exactly what we're doing with Difference Makers OC. I have a belief that there's a lot more people in the marketplace that want to do that. And I have, and I believe that the opportunity for me personally and for our firm, because this is important to us, is I'm going to continue to communicate about this, stay true to my vision, stay on this message. And I'm going to, and I believe that that's going to cause me to be drawn to more people like you and me, Rick who care as well about making a living as well as making a difference. And that's going to create more business growth opportunities with the right folks, with exactly the kind of people that I want to do business with. And it builds upon itself, doesn't it, Jeff, as you continue to stay true to, their, to your purpose and to your beliefs? It does, over time, create momentum, I believe, behind those beliefs. Absolutely, especially if it's done for the right reasons, because it's the right thing to do. Okay, final question. It's an easy one. Someone wants to find more about Jeff Black and your firm, McDermott & Bull. How do they do that online? You bet. Uh, for more information about our firm and about search, the, our executive search services, you can look at our website, www.mbsearch.net, mbsearch.net. Um, if you're curious about uh, – if you want to participate in the in the kind of dialogue that I uh, I generate, uh, I, I use, write unique communication pieces called relationship stories. Feel free to send me an email and communicate with me directly, black at mbsearch.net, or uh, I'm pretty prominent on LinkedIn. 2,700 contacts, pretty well known out there. You can reach me on LinkedIn. You could, and, and if you're interested in the community-related activities like Difference Makers OC, feel feel free to reach out by LinkedIn or email, and I'll be happy to provide more information about that. Well, Jeff, I've enjoyed this thoroughly, and thank you for being a thoughtful guest, the kind of person that I knew you would be. I, I'm so excited to have you on the show, and it's been wonderful, and the time has just flown by. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass Business Community.
You bet. Thanks a lot, Rick. I really appreciate being included, and it's a pleasure to, to connect with you. All, the All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jeff Black, McDermott and Bull, partner at McDermott and Bull. He was our second guest. If you know of a guest that would be someone that you think would be interesting here on our business program as well, please reach out to me. I'm always interested in Orange County businesses and Orange County business professionals and executives. This is Rick Franzi on Critical Mass Radio Show saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, Here's hoping that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show only on Orange County's community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.